Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. Today we continue our study of the Book of Kings, the first Book of Kings, that's Melachim Aleph, <coughs> chapter 6. We're going to complete chapter 6 today uh, uh, with uh, 6b. And um, <coughs> we uh, ended yesterday with, uh, we had learned of the the basic structure, in other words, the structure of the actual the building itself, the size and what it was built made out of, and we learned of the um, of the the yitzia, which were the rooms that were built along the outer perimeter of the basic building, uh, and then we heard from God, who spoke to Shlomo and told him that this house is great, but the bottom line is how you behave and how you act. And this house and you as a king will last only as long as you act in accordance with my laws and accordance with the way I have taught you to act. Uh, which we will see, unfortunately, as history unfolds, um, was not really um, kept very well. But anyway, here we are at verse 14. We're going to continue. There's going to be a lot of details here. Uh, I'll try to point out little points here and there um, as they come up. But for the most part, um, if you're really interested in the details and the structure of the building, I recommend any of the many books out there that have diagrams and pictures that can show you what exactly these structures may have looked like. Um, um, so Shlomo built the house and he completed it. So again, this is uh, we had said this already before he completed it. This seems to kind of surround the words of when God spoke to Shlomo and said he completed it. God spoke to Shlomo and it reminds us this is where we were up to, that he completed the basic structure of the building. Now he continues um, uh, to, to uh, uh, build within the basic structure, to build it up. So what is happening? Even at Kirota Bayet, mi baita b'tzalota rozim, mi karka habayet at Kirota Sipun. He paneled the walls of the house with planks of cedar, and he overlaid the walls on the inside with wood. Tzipa eats mi bayet, they were completely covered with wood from the inside by Yitzafet Karkahabayit Bitsalot Biroshim. And the the floor of the house was also uh, um, the floor paneling was also wood. So the floor tiles so much were like tiled with cedar planks. Um, so one would get the impression from walking in that it was built of wood. By even at Esrim Amam and he built the uh, twenty Amot um, from the back of the house. So in other words, one would walk in one side in the front of, of the rectangle and looking towards the the back. In the if you measured from the back wall, twenty amot He wrote, he built a partition also made out of cedar. So within the house, this wall and this wall was what separated the heichal, the hall the great hall from the Devir, which was the Holy of Holies, the Kodesh HaGadoshim for a Holy of Holies. And then the, the remaining 40 Amot was the great hall of the Heichal in which were placed the other um, main uh, in, you know, um, articles of worship, meaning the Shulchan, the, 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 the table and the menorah, the, with the lights and the inner mizbeach, the inner altar, uh, the one where the ketoret, 
the Mizbeach HaKetoret where the incense was brought. So, and within the um, uh, Kodesh HaKodeshim we're going to learn was where the Aron Kodesh, the Ark of the Covenant, would be kept. The Erez Alabayit Penima and the um, <coughs> cedar of the inside of the house, <coughs> um, this is referring to the entire inside, was Miklat Pikaim, was um, carvings uh, of 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 Pikaim are, are are like vegetables or gourds or or or, or peturei tzitzim and and all kinds of designs. Uh, Hakol era is all within the cedar, so it seems like they were carved into the wall, or some learned they were drawn in pictures upon the walls. But either way, it was this beautiful decoration that covered the entire inside. So the wooden paneling on the walls was not just <coughs> wood, but it was covered with either pictures or it was covered with uh, carvings. Ain Evanira, so one could not see any stone when one would walk in, it would one see only the wooden carvings. And all the way on the inside was the Devir, was the uh, Holy of Holies, like we mentioned two verses ago. The purpose was to put in there at Aron Brit Adonai, the Ark of the Covenant of God, representing the covenant between God and his people. And before the Devir, um, or or within the dvir inside Esther Mama Orach Esther Mama Rochav it was twenty by twenty Esther Mama Komaso by twenty it was a perfect cube <coughs> of twenty cubits and so on by Zahav Sogur and it was completely covered with gold by Itzav Mizbeach Arez and he similarly um, covered the Mizbeach as well the altar as well. Uh, which was built of cedar, he covered that with gold as well, the Mizbeach being the altar. Um, the, uh, we're at verse 20 now, and um, and this, presumably Rashi explains to us, this altar is referring to the inner altar. The outer altar was not made of gold. This is the inner altar, the one which it was in the Great Hall in the Heichal. And the entire house um, was covered then with 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 gold. And he placed um, um, golden chains um, uh, um, in front of the Devere, in front of the Holy of Holies, and he covered them with gold. It's it's all this is. It's hard to imagine exactly how this was. This is a description, um, but uh, you know, like I said, there are various uh, books out there that try to imagine what this may have looked like. And then the entire house was covered with gold until he completed covering the entire house with gold. And the Mizbeach, which was in front of the Devere, in front of the Holy of Holies, was also covered with gold. Now, this is interesting. Verse 23. He made two cherubs, right? That their base was made out of olive wood, eser amot komoto, which were ten amot high. So these are fifteen feet tall. These are very large cherubs. These are in addition, of course, to the cherubs that we know about from the Torah, which are on top of the Aron Kodesh, on top of the Ark of the Covenant. This is something again that Shlomo is making on his own. This is something that um, we don't see any commandment to do this. But these are two additional cherubs. Bechamesh amot. And one of those had each one, each wing was 
five amot long, presumably to the tip. And the second one was also, so each wing was five amot, that's uh, uh, about seven and a half feet. And if you went from wingtip to wingtip, it would be ten amot completely. And the, the wing spread of the other cherub, of the other cherub, was the same. They Each one had the same exact measurements. Each one had the same height. It was also ten amot high. And he put these cherubs, these cherubim, within the inner house. Um, Uh, in, you know, inside the, you know, in other words, the Tvir, the Kodesh HaKadoshim, the Holy of Holies. Um, and they spread out the wings of each cherubs, of the Kruvim. And one wing touched the wall. And the other one touched the other wall, remember, because it was 20 Amotai. And the wings within it touched wing to wing. Now, um, this is hard to imagine because if it was 10 amot wingtip to wingtip, and each, there's a lot of issues with these measurements here, and each one was five, well, what about the measurement of the cherub itself? It would, unless you say the wings came out of the back, so the base of the wings was touching each other on the backs of the cherubs. That would be one way of understanding that. And also, <coughs> were those, um, you know, exactly how they were standing, how they were situated, is very difficult to understand. Some, it sounds on one hand that they may have been, the wings were kind of curved forward, and other understandings, that it sounds like they were spread straight out, so that it would be tenamo from tip to tip. Um, so, as like in the, uh, the famous saying from the, the Talmud, from the rabbis, is, is that there were all, all of these possibilities are true, and that, you know, uh, that when and they represented the people. In other words, when the people were were being good, the cherubs would would be arching their wings towards each other, and like in an embrace, and facing each other. When the people were bad, they would turn their backs to each other and face the other way, and the wings would no longer be spreading toward each other and facing each other. But this is that's a beautiful thought and idea. But exactly how Shlomo laid these out is very difficult, and I'm not going to spend too much time trying to uh, tease out these words to come up with my understanding. There's a lot of different understandings, and you're welcome to do that research on your own. By Yitzhafet Ekruvim although they were made of olive wood, he covered them in gold. And all over the walls of the house, right? Um, and uh, were were covered with these um, uh, these uh, uh, carvings, uh, or also could be understood as 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 pictures, as uh, drawings. But it probably means carvings, of which of the shapes of kruvim of cherubs v'timorot and uh, and uh, palm trees uptureitzitzim and other designs milifnim velachitzon on the uh, on the inner and the outer areas. That's Karka Bayat and the floor of it he covered with gold Lipnima Velachitzon 
uh, on the inside and outside. So it was carved into the wood and it was all wood, but the wood was overlaid with a golden uh, a covering. The petach and the the opening, the entrance to the devir of the Holy of Holies, also daltot and he made doorways out of olive wood, ha'ayel mezuzot chamishit, right? Um, with um, the the uh, 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 pilasters, meaning you know the, what holds the doors up uh, of on the, the doorposts, uh, having five different sides. Ushnei daltot atzei shemen v'kol ha'alehem, and uh, the double doors were made out of olive wood, and there was uh, again carvings upon them. Miklot kruvim etimot kutetzim, the same designs as before, and it was also overlaid with gold v'tzipazahav. Bayard al hakruvim al etimot v'tzipazahav, and the um, the uh, the uh, upon these designs and these carvings, the the gold was placed upon it. And to the doors of the Hechel, the doors of the Great Hall, right, which was, you'd enter into the Hechel and then you'd enter into the Devir, there was also, had doorposts, Mizuzot, Atse Shaman, also made of olive wood, Me'et Reviets, and they had four sides. So, so the, uh, extremely, when it said before five sides, it means that the posts that held the doors were like um, like a pentagon shaped, and this one is a four side, meaning it's like a square shaped post. And the um, two doors that were uh, made of cypress wood, um, I had to, uh, each one had a rounded. Um, uh, planks upon the doors, so they were glilim, like they were uh, kind of rounded in such a way. The kolah kruvim v'timarot v'tzim. The same designs were carved into these these doors. V'tzibazahav. They were also covered in gold. Miushar al mechukeh, which and the gold was spread out evenly across the entire carved area. But even at the chazer apnimit, and he made the inner enclosure, the inner chazer, the inner. Uh, yard shloshatureg gazit vitor kirutot arazim. Three uh, uh, courses or, or lines, um, rows of of cut stones, vitor, uh, and one line of cut wood. So this is, um, and this was out in the chatzer in the yard. Okay, so this is all these structures. And remember, like I said, I'm, I'm not going into to um, into the uh, details of all of this, uh, but you, one gets the sense, and the main thing is one gets the sense of this house of tremendous grandeur, a house with incredible wor work of art with all of the carvings and the gold the, and the size and the impressiveness of the building. One, one just has to, uh, you know, imagine, especially in, in those days, but even in, uh, in our times, uh, walking into such a building must have been quite an incredibly impressive experience, uh, and, and all as, as would be fitting for a temple dedicated to God. So, it was in the fourth year, that the foundations were laid, that the building began in the month of Ziv, the month of Shine, right, which we said before, all the way back in the beginning of this chapter, it was in the month of Ziv, the second month when it started. Ziv meaning to shine. And in the 11th month, which would be the month of Cheshvan. Um, I'm sorry, 
I, I made a mistake. Not the 11th month. In the 11th year, Bi'erach Bull, in the month called Bull, again, this is another name for a month. One gets the sense that Shlomo named the month, but we don't know all of those names. We only know so far Ziv and Bull. Right, Huchodesh Hashmini, which is the eighth month of the year, which nowadays we would call in Hebrew Cheshvan, the eighth month in the Hebrew calendar. Um, those days, Shlomo had named that month Bull, which is the eighth month. So this is then very much in the autumn time of the year. Uh, usually would fall out corresponding in the on the secular calendar to the month of uh, November or so, somewhere around there. Um, um, Kolahabayit, in that month it was completed. So that's uh, in all of its ways and all of its uh, specifications and details by Yivneu Shevashanim, and it took him seven years to build the entire house. So now we have learned that the, the entire process took seven years, uh, and when it started, when it ended, the month of Bull, I just going to make a quick mention. The various understandings of why it was named Bull. I'll just mention the explanation of Rashi that uh, Bull refers to the food given to uh, animals. The uh, Vayabel is to give fodder, to give food to uh, donkeys, as mentioned in other places. So the the um, so the language Bull would mean the time when they bring the fodder, the the animal food in from the field. The time basically when we bring in the bales of hay, that would be the month of bull and that's why that month has the name bull now um this concludes chapter six uh, uh a lot of details a lot of issues of the structure of the building and so on but um still uh, uh interesting nonetheless um and uh the next chapter we're going to continue with some more building and we're going to try to point out some of the ideas being conveyed as much as possible as we go through the building thank you so much for studying chapter six together with me looking forward to studying chapter seven and of course the rest of the book of kings together